Hey, you're listening to episode number 152 of the Keto Diet Podcast, and today we're chatting about shifting to eating meat, challenges with eating meat, the secrets behind the food industry, and how food affects individuals. We're going to be chatting a bunch about healing your body with whole foods in today's episode, so if you want to learn more about that, you can check out my program Fat Fueled by going to healthfulpursuit.com slash fat fueled. If you have questions about today's content, you can head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. And you can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Okay, I got a couple of cool things to share with you today. And that is that my second paperback, the Keto Diet Cookbook has been out for 33 days. And I'm hoping that you have a copy. And if you do have a copy, please, please take a moment to go to ketodietbook.com slash review and leave your review of the book. It only takes about 1.3 seconds to leave a star rating and write a little something. And it really helps me get my book in the hands of other people, other people to find that book and also to give me the feedback I need when I'm writing new books. Again, that's ketodietbook.com slash review. And thank you so much for just carving out a little bit of time. It helps more than you know. The second awesome thing is that I'm giving away a bunch of keto goodies until June 16th. In order to be entered to win, all you got to do is if you have the Keto Diet Cookbook and you're making recipes with it or you have a selfie of yourself with the book or pictures of the pages, just use the hashtag the keto diet when you share on any social media platform and you'll be entered to win avocado oil mayo, which you can use on pork rinds, obvi ranch dressing, collagen, liver capsules, the list goes on. So again, that's the keto diet hashtag. That's all you got to do and you're entered to win. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international best-selling author of The Keto Diet and author of the upcoming paperback book, Keto for Women, where I'm showing you how to take charge of the imbalances that are ruling your life so you can discover your happy weight in three easy steps. Or you may know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today and thanks so much for listening. Today's guest is Angela Mavridis, who's the CEO and founder of Tribali Foods. After being a vegetarian for close to 35 years and an avid athlete, she healed her gut issues, balanced her hormones, and quit her sugar cravings during menopause by incorporating meat back into her diet and embarking on a ketogenic lifestyle. Angela shares her health journey and N equals one experiments with her community and tribe and believes in the healing power of real food. Hey, Angela, how's it going? Good, good. I'm so glad to be here. Hi there. Hey, yeah. So we, you mentioned right before we started recording, we actually met at Paleo FX ooh, back in, uh, I guess that was 2016, 2015. And we only got to talk for a brief moment. So I'm glad we get to talk a little bit more here because shows are crazy. You can't, you can't talk to anyone. Oh no, it is. It's a crazy like eat-a-thon too. I mean, you're, you're by every booth trying all these great stuff, but um, it was, it's definitely a good show. I, I love it. Yeah, totally. So um, before we dig in, I always like to ask our guests, um, 
what keto means to them? What does keto mean to you? That's a great question. And I would sum it up in three little words, freedom from food. And what I mean by that is I just don't feel like I have those shackles of like the battle that always goes on in your mind of should I eat this? Should I not? You know, when was my last meal? When's my next meal? What, what, where am I going to find food? You just have this freedom and your body, if you just listen, it'll tell you when it's hungry. And if you pay even closer attention, it'll tell you when it's full. You just have to listen. And I think keto has given at least me that freedom. Yeah, that's like the most common answer is like freedom from food, freedom from having to eat all the time. There's there's always freedom somewhere in there. So that's really cool. Yeah, and it feels good to be free of that. Yeah. And so what was your life like before keto? Well, I was definitely a sugar burner. So, and I felt that because I was also a cyclist. I would do, you know, 40 mile bike rides. And sometimes I would double dip. I would even, you know, get off the bike and go to the gym and lift weights too. And so I was constantly fueling my body, but it was also a time that I was a vegetarian. So I was concerned with how much protein I'm getting. So I was always doing protein supplements, protein shakes, protein powders, protein snacks, and, you know, trying to get it in in that 45-minute window post-workout because otherwise, you know, your muscles are going to atrophy if you don't get the protein in, you know, that whole philosophy. So that's basically the way I used to eat. And it was constantly fueling that that carbohydrate need and that glucose to, to get me through my rides or my workouts. So it's a whole different ballgame now. Yeah. And what was... What was like your thing? Because I, I was a vegan, so I'm sure we could swap stories constantly about what it was like. So you were training and also a vegetarian, correct? I was. I was. But like I said, I was concerned with getting adequate protein. And because I wasn't eating a lot of beans, I was always supplementing, which, you know, I did it for 35 years. And I don't know how long you were, but I was at age 13 to mid 40s. I was a vegetarian for 35 years. Whoa, you don't meet a lot of people that make the switch. Like I feel like if you've been vegan or vegetarian for more than 10 years, you're probably not going back to the dark side. No, I came full circle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm eating more meat now to make up for 35 years of abstaining, right? Yeah, I found that too. I was um, vegan for I think like eight-ish years and there was a period there where I ate like an immense amount of meat at every sitting and now it's not nearly as bad. Like maybe I'll eat half a pound a day. By bad, I mean like just I, I was eating so much of it. But it's interesting you say that because I noticed that as well. It took me a long time to like regulate, you know, get into a nice balance with protein. What were like your major foods that you loved when you were a vegetarian or you relied on so heavily because of the lack of protein? So I, I will tell you, I did eat fish because you can't grow up Greek and not eat fish, right? Um, so fish was, so I guess, a pescatarian. So I would rely on fish a lot and not so much, like I said, not so much the beans. I would do quinoa, some grains and, you know, a lot of protein bars and protein powders, you know, all that stuff kind of gave me irritable bowel syndrome too. I just had digestive distress constantly. I was never comfortable with digesting my food and I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, I'm eating so clean, but I'm eating so healthy. You know, what could it be? So, you know, there's, there's a time that it worked, it worked really well. And then there was a time where my body said, okay, this isn't working any longer. So I think you just can't be so dogmatic about your food philosophy to not say, well, maybe I will give something else a try because what I've been doing for 35 years is no longer serving me. So back to today's episode in a sec. 
ButcherBox features 100% grass-fed and finished heritage-bred pork and organic free-range chicken. ButcherBox sends you high-quality, health-promoting meats directly to your door on dry ice and free shipping anywhere in the lower 48. ButcherBox makes committing to quality protein sources less expensive and more available to everyone. Their prices are hard to beat, and it's challenging to find a higher quality product anywhere in the USA. I've been using ButcherBox for years and love the convenience of a package showing up just when I need it, and their ground sausage is an absolute dream. ButcherBox has put together a super special deal for all listeners of the show. Order your first box and get a special gift plus an additional $20 off. Now, this special gift is so epic that I can't even mention it on the episode today. So you'll have to go to butcherbox.com slash keto diet to check out the deal plus get your $20 off your very first order. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash keto diet to check out the deal plus get $20 off your first order. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. Was there, like you said, there was a point where it was working and then it wasn't working. Can you pinpoint what you started? Like you mentioned digestive issues. Um, I experienced the same thing. I could, I don't know if I could ever eat Daya cheese again or any Daya products or any Vega. Like I can't even stomach it. Even the smell of it is just too much for me. But when did you notice... Like what were some of sort of the signs that you needed to change your philosophy? So, so other than the digestive issues, there were all of the, so the hormonal issues. And I think we talked about this briefly at the PaleoFX conference in 2016. I thought I had gone into menopause. I'm like, okay, everything's shut down. All the hormones had bottomed out. I went to the OBGYN. He did all the tests. He's like, yep. Yeah, you're there, you know? Now you're just gonna, if it's good for a year like this, you'll be postmenopausal after that. So I wasn't feeling well. And I just thought that I guess these are signs of menopause, right? Hormones were in a flux, everything was weird, wonky. So that's when I thought, let me just try and incorporate a little meat back into my diet. And for a vegetarian, a long-standing vegetarian, to incorporate meat back in, I was really picky and having studied nutrition, I was really picky on what kind of meat I was going to start eating. I wanted it to be organic. So that's the baseline. Then, you know, from there, grass-fed and then hopefully grass-finished. So there's different layers of, of the quality. So I went and got my first steak. I cooked it up by myself on the barbie nose around. I'm like, I'm just going to try this out. It was a nice piece of four-ounce steak. And I tell you, I ate it. I instantly, I felt like, I don't know, some adrenaline rush. Like, oh my gosh, I'm having this. I haven't had it in so long. It felt satiating. It felt satisfying. And it was great. And so I then started incorporating different kinds of meat. You know how we say eat the rainbow of vegetables? I started eating the variety of meats, you know, anything from pork to venison to turkey to chicken to lamb to beef, you know, always thinking organic, free range when I could get it, grass-fed and finished, wild-caught seafoods, and just eating all these different types of proteins, a little bit at each meal. Again, you know, I'm not doing 16-ounce ribeyes, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, just you know, two, three, four ounces. Breakfast is usually a little lighter and then it gets heavier, you know, towards the end of the day. But every meal has some sort of animal protein in it. So that's what, you know, and I felt my hormones were sort of regulating. But like I said, I thought I was in menopause. Well, lo and behold, Leanne, three months ago, I was resurrected from the dead. My period came back and I'm now back as if I'm regular again. 
So I don't know what happened for two and a half years. It's sort of unexplainable. Like I said, it just resurrected back up again. So something about eating this way has regulated everything and brought me back to life, I guess. That's so interesting. I'd be really interested to see like what your hormone panel is is displaying to kind of understand. To figure it out. I'm just running a test actually next week. So I'll know, but it's weird. I mean, how could you go bottom out, flatline for like two and a half years and then all of a sudden you're back in business? A Open lot of business. women report when they go keto that they have been in menopause for, uh, I met a lady that was in perimenopause five years, just dipped into menopause and then got her period back totally regular every 28 days. And she was angry at me. And I was like, no, I swear this is a really good thing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, eating meat, And combining it with a keto lifestyle and keto way of eating has now, like I said, all of a sudden, I'm no longer a menopause, so scratch that. I hope you're totally digging this episode. I love putting these together every week and I hope you're getting something out of it. I love seeing where you're listening from. So next time you're listening or even right now, take a picture of yourself watching the show or a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram at healthful pursuit. And if social isn't your thing, that's totally fine. Just jump on your favorite podcast player and leave a review for the show. Okay, back to the good stuff. And what were the problems? I'm sure you had frustrations as you started incorporating meat. I know that I did of like the quality and finding stuff that was convenient. What challenges did you come across when you were starting to incorporate animal protein? So luckily, because where I live in Southern California, I have access to a lot of high quality meats. You've got farmers that you can buy local and direct from. Um, There's also, you know, now there's also companies that don't deliver right to your door. So it's easy to find it. Yes, you do have to spend a little bit more. But part of me is of that philosophy, like I'd rather invest in my nutrition and not pay medical bills than, you know, chintz on the nutrient density of food and then have problems later. Because I really do feel that food is medicine and there is a connection of what goes into your body or onto your body and how you're going to feel and thrive and perform. So I've just made that distinction. And I, like I said, I have found it easy, but part of my challenge too is time and convenience. So I would do a lot of, you know, I've got three little kids and I'm a single mom. I would do a lot of convenience food that I would freeze, you know, make on Sunday and freeze it and then pull it out when I needed it. And we're a burger family. We've grown up on burgers. And that's kind of how the impetus came to let's just make little lamb burgers and pork burgers and salmon burgers and beef burgers and blah, 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 and different flavor profiles. And I would combine them and stick them in the freezer. And even family and friends would combine and go, oh, do you have that Moroccan lamb you made? And there were so many great flavor profiles. And that's kind of how this, this my little business came about. I'm like, if I can't find it, I'm going to make it. That's so cool. And I love hearing those stories. There's so many women, especially um, that start eating keto and then they have so much more time on their hands because they're not hungry and their, you know, their blood sugar is regulated and then they hit a frustration with their diet and then come up with this whole new product line of all these things. And they're so inspired. And I think that that's just so cool. Yeah. And whether you eat paleo or keto or clean, or there's room for products on the shelves because I think people are becoming conscious of what they're buying. They're understanding to turn that label over and read those ingredients. I mean, what are we putting in our food, you guys? You know, there's got to be some discerning 
you know, analysis of what, how we're making this food, because we can't always cook from fresh. There's times where we do need to buy packaged stuff or have stuff in our freezer, but you want to be sure that it's free of those additives and preservatives and binders and fillers and irritating gut ingredients. And we know what those are. So I wanted a product that was free of all that, something that I would make in my own house and serve myself. And you're right, no matter which way you eat, I think sort of at the basis, it should be free of all that other stuff that's put in (laughs) packaged food. And you mentioned binders and fillers and things. When you started, when you started getting yourself into the food industry and producing food, were there some things where you're like, what people do this? Companies do this? How... How is this allowed? Yeah, and there's so many loopholes. And I, I swear, Leanne, now that I'm in the business, it's really based on honesty and trust. Like I, I can do a lot of stuff and hide it and nobody would know. And my margins would be better. And my, you know, investors might look at me like, oh, bigger, you know, bigger dollars at the end of the day. And nobody would know but me. And I would know. And I wouldn't eat my own products. So that, that would defeat the whole purpose of starting a business. So um, there are a lot of loopholes. And you can, as a matter of fact, I was told by, you know, one co-packer that, you know, we could put some soy isolate in there, right, to remove the amount of meat so you're not paying as much in the meat. And that will bind it. And I thought, no, this is not the direction. This is so against my standards. So, so I mean... There's, you've got to be honest on what's in the back ingredient list. So I would just encourage everyone to just turn it over and just look for what, what you're putting in your system. Yeah. And even further to that, something that I've been quite passionate about, especially over the last couple of years is I like supporting brands that I love and I know, and I know their story and I know what goes into them. And I just know the people behind them. And I just want to support brands that are trying to do good. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, that's how I feel too. Absolutely. Yeah, you can read the ingredient label and everything else, but there's nothing like just reaching out to a brand and being like, yo, my name's Leanne. What's your story? <laughs> and anyone can do this just to understand like what, what's behind this brand. And you know, we, we all work so hard for our money and we all want what's best for our families. I think there's so much more to food preparation and producing than just food preparation producing. Like you're, you're going into the homes of people and feeding their families. That's like, that's a huge deal. (laughs) I know. And you know what it's for me as a, as a mom and now a food manufacturer at the end of the day, that makes me feel so good knowing that I'm making a difference on people's plate. Like if I can change the way you eat one bite at a time, that makes, that's like my mission in life is solved. It really does. It brings me so much joy to know that I am making a difference, like you said. And it takes brands like me and other people out there that are doing the same stuff, just cleaning up the shelves, you know? Back to today's episode in a sec. Today's show is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. Years ago, I was addicted to caffeine and it wasn't pretty. Multiple pots of coffee is what got me through the day. And if I didn't have enough, I'd suffer through headaches. If you want to get off the caffeine roller coaster like I did, try Four Sigmatic coffee. It has half the caffeine of the other stuff, but tastes like the real deal. What's the secret? Think of it like a 50-50 mix of coffee and unicorn dust brought to you by the power of mushrooms. Mushrooms have been used in traditional Chinese medicine 
medicine for centuries to treat fatigue, sickness, kidney disease, and low sex drive. Their coffee is a blend of organic Arabica coffee and mushrooms focused on increasing brain power, lowering stress, energy boosting, and more. You can use the coupon code KETO for 15% off all things at forestigmatic.com slash keto. Unsure of the link? Check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. Okay, so we've chatted about gut issues, a little bit about blood sugar, athletic performance, going from vegetarian to eating meat. Any other thoughts on that? Like you mentioned gut issues and I said, oh my gosh, Vega, that hurt my stomach so badly. Um, But are there any other changes you've noticed eating meat now and switching over from not eating so much meat? I will tell you, I had to incorporate it in back slowly. I don't know if I had the digestive enzymes to to digest it properly. So I still was kind of battling a few tummy troubles, if you will. And then as I incorporate it more and more, now it's like two and a half years I've been eating meat again, and I'm completely fine. And I just feel all the um, the protein that I was concerned with, you can all, get it all from real food, like real vegetables, healthy fats, and this great protein. And when I, you know, turn the levers now being keto and, and, you know, sometimes like Leanne, I did kind of what you and everybody else did. You dive in, you know, pedal to the metal, hardcore, you're going to try this. And then I literally had to back off and do kind of the carb cycling that you promote as well. Because now that I'm, in my period again, there's weeks in that month that I'm progesterone dominant or I'm, you know, estrogen dominant. And I just have to know, and that's where you really have to kind of be in tune with your body to know when to incorporate a little bit more carbohydrates in to get you through that workout or to get your energy up or to get you through that day. And it is, it's like playing with the levers of a, I almost look at it as a stovetop and you've got your, you know, your protein, your carbs and your fats. And there's days that you just have to turn up that carb just a little bit. Are there certain signs that you notice? I like to ask anyone who practices this because everyone explains it a little bit differently of when they know that those levers need to be adjusted. Is it more like an intuitive thing? Can you put words to it? Well, the words that I can put to it and I notice like something tangible is when I'm in the gym and I I do deadlift and I do squats um, and I hit the legs hard. Like the arms, I don't feel as much. When When I'm doing heavy compound movements, if I don't have enough fuel in the tank, I cannot get through. I can't get it up, you know, that that bar. I can't lift that weight, which I usually do. So that's when I know there's not enough gas in the tank. There's not enough fuel there. And that's because I didn't eat adequately. So I just know that when I'm, I'm going to do legs on a hard day, I want to make sure that there's there's something there to get me through that workout. That That's my only, you know, that's more, my personal tangible that I can actually put my hand on and pinpoint the day or the time. That's awesome. Okay. So we've chatted a little bit about like shifting gears. Do you ever see a reality where you'll shift gears again with your eating style? And how do you keep your life open to that if it's the case? I don't know if I'm ever going back, Leanne. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I spent 35 years hungry (laughs) and not satisfied. You know, I mean, you would eat salads and greens and veggies, but, but having, I almost feel like I'm eating less quantity but better quality and it's more satiating. Like I used to have to eat a garbage bowl of salads with everything but the kitchen sink in it to satisfy me. And now I can have like a four ounce piece of protein, half an avocado, three olives, and oh my gosh, that's satisfying and full to the next meal. 
I mean, how is that possible? You look at the amount of food and you're like, well, that's not going to fill you up. But it's what those three items do to your hormones and what signal it gives. It's not the quantity, it's the quality. So I don't see me going back. I'm not going back. (laughs) You know, I even played a little short while, I mean, to really swing the pendulum of being carnivore. Like I thought, let me just try this carnivore diet for two or three days. But I did miss my, you know, green. So I kind of had to bring it back to, I keep it simple now. It's like produce plus protein plus healthy fats. Every plate I make has that combination. I keep it real simple. Just fill it up with produce, make sure I get my protein. And am I drizzling it with healthy fats? Am I throwing on avocado? Something fat's got to be there. So yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if I could go like hardcore carboholic again. And I tried carnivore for all of like one meal. And then I was like craving parsley, like just like I just wanted like a whole handful of parsley. I just couldn't do it. And I don't mean one meal. It was probably like a day, but wasn't good. I could see myself dabbling in like a plant-based keto where I don't eat animal protein anymore. I could definitely see myself going there maybe one day, but I don't think I could ever eat carbs to the level I did before. Nor do we need it when you're, when you're flexible, like we've become now, that's where the freedom comes in. I don't feel like I'm craving that, you know, bowl of chips or whatever it was. I feel like you know, I can have a little bit of a fat bomb, a little fat something, and that'll curb the appetite until the meal. And I don't need to, because once you start down that rabbit hole, you're, you're just going to keep going. You know, once you start it, you start like carbon up, you know, and if I do feel like I need some carbs, they're always in the form of like maybe root vegetables, you know, that kind of stuff, not garbage. Like Jimmy Moore says. <laughs> I love that. Uh, your N equals one experience, uh, experiments. Do you want to chat a little bit about that and kind of what you've learned? Anything in addition to what we've already chatted about? Yeah. So I think, like I said, for me, it was, it was listening to the signals that my body was giving me. So, and that's why they call it N equals one, right? Because I can tell you what signals my body gave me and how I interpret them and what I did to, to meet those signals, but your body may not be giving you the same signal. So it doesn't really matter what worked for me, right? And, you know, that I've, I've done one-on-one coaching as a nutritionist as well. And people just want to know, how am I supposed to eat? I'm like, well, how does this food affect you? How does this food, uh, you know, either change your mood or affect your hormones? And Only you can know that once you start on that experiment. So I encourage everyone to start on their health journey and start on their N equals one because it's so individualized. Um, We do tend to complicate things a lot. And that's why I kind of say, let's just simplify it. I mean, everybody's going to do well from eating that, you know, protein plus produce plus healthy fat. That's really what your plate should be. But you've got to listen to your body. Like, it's weird. You know, I've done a couple um, of the MRT food sensitivity tests because there were things that were bothering me, you know, and it told me that the things I was eating the most, I'm now all of a sudden allergic to. So it had like salmon, asparagus, and eggs on there. I'm like, oh my God, I have salmon, asparagus, and a hard boiled egg every other day. I mean, that's my go-to food. And now it showed that because I think because when you eat something over and over again consistently, it now shows that I'm sensitive to it. So I have to do an elimination, you know, get it out of my body for a couple of months and then slowly reintroduce it. So that's that N equals one. Really, everybody should embark on their own N equals one to see, you know, 
what foods bother them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just like conscious living, I think N equals one allows you to just be conscious to the choices you're making, how they influence the results you experience. And it's just an overall good, I've never called it N equals one, I think because it feels like not too sciencey, but just like too restrictive. But I would say I'm a pretty intuitive person that's always asking myself, how did this go? How did that go? What if I try this? Um, and just about being inquisitive of your body's reactions, I think is really important. So I agree with you. What's your favorite keto thing to eat right now? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. So one of my, we haven't even talked about my product, but they're beef patties and I've come out with sliders as well. And one of them is pork and sage. And I love it because it fits so nice into the keto lifestyle. It's got one gram of carb, 11 protein and 17 grams of fat. So I eat the pork and sage little mini sliders with your avocado fries. Oh, those <laughs> are so good. On page 378, I have your book and I love <laughs> the fries with the dipping sauce. I mean, who knew I could put make avocado into French fries? So that's my version of um, burger and fries. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> mini sliders so and your avocado dipping fries. <laughs> In my next book, I made these like crunchy jicama fries, and I would like to make the statement that I feel like they're better than the avocado fries. So oh. watch for that. <laughs> oh my gosh, if that, if that can even be possible, Leanne, I'm addicted to these fries, and my kids love them too. I tell you, they're um, so yummy. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so good to hear. That makes my heart really warm because it's like I don't have a like food product, but I like to think that there's families everywhere making my recipes and that makes me really happy too. What do you feel like is missing in the keto space right now for women? I think more of an understanding of keto's effect on women's hormones. Like I said, I mean, I think a lot of what's put out into the keto community is by males and for males because their hormones are stagnant the whole time, the whole month. And we're not, we're like this, right? And each person is at a different roller coaster level. And I think knowing how to keto around those hormonal shifts, I would love to see more information on that. And I think, you know, that needs to come from people like you and me and, and women that have experienced their cycles and their monthly, you know, their monthly cycle on keto. So... So let's chat a little bit about Triboli and where people can find you and what products are your favorite. That's like asking you which one of my three kids is my favorite. I can't just... Don't don't parents have a favorite? Like I have a favorite dog depending on my mood. Is it the same? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not allowed to disclose because I'm listening to my podcast sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. So my my company's Triboli Foods. And like I said, I came up with these products because of my health journey and lo and behold, there's more people that eat like us out there in the world. So they're really the bunless burger. They're the burger made into various flavor profiles. I've got the Mediterranean beef, the umami beef, a chipotle chicken, and we just came out with my favorite, I will say, the Thai turkey. It is, um, it's got ginger and scallions and a little coconut aminos and all of them are Whole30 approved and paleo certified and non-GMO project verified and organic and grass-fed and finished and free range. So it's sort of as clean as you could get and as best quality as I could source. I also have the sliders that I told you about, the chicken and apple and the pork and sage, and I'm going to send you a box of everything so you can give them a try finally. And you can find me at tribalifoods.com. Also, Instagram, we're very active there. I've got a lot of people like cooking it up and showing what they're making. And that's Tribali Foods. 
And we are sold in Whole Foods, in Target, Super Targets nationally, uh, Walmart. We just launched into Walmart. Wow, um, that's so big. I know. And we're down down where you are right now. So um, you should be able to find us around your area as well because we're all across the U.S. And we're growing. And I'm a, yeah, I'm a one-woman show over here, but I wear many hats and it's a fun journey. And like I said, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm making a difference in people's lives. And that gives me the, the warm and fuzzies. So. Yes. And there's nothing like supporting an individual who's as passionate you as, as you rather with a product that they love. So thank you so much for making it and sharing your story with all of us today and for coming on the show. Okay. Thanks so much, Leanne. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.